You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning, the views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, it's your turn to hit it! Hey, what a great day. As a matter of fact, any day you wake up is... A great day. That's one of the things that I live by. On the right side of the turf. I never heard that before. Green side up. Green side up. You know the story. Yeah, we had a visitor. Neil Headley was in here this morning. The guy never sleeps, I guess, eh? Works I every, every day. When you, know, you do the morning show, you get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we have a really uh, good lineup for you this morning. We were talking about Carrie Schmidt, aggressive driving. How many times have you been passed by those motorcycles or those high-end cars and scared the bejesus out of you? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, then we have a couple of things coming up this weekend. Remember, today is the day Crown is going to be washing your car for 20 bucks. Uh, if you go to any Crown store, the money all goes to uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. So, uh, they're Trevor's trying to set, yeah, they've been setting a Guinness World Book of Records every year. That's right. Uh, I think they're probably going to try and raise 80 grand this year. Trevor's going to be calling in. Uh, wet in hand and sponge in the other, so we're going to talk about that. Phil Down, tomorrow, if you go to Blue Street, take your husband, significant other, or whatever, uh, they close the street between uh, Bayview, I think Bay and uh, University, and they carpet it. Exactly. Big red it's carpet. The eighth annual. Uh, what do they call it? Annual Yorkville Exotic Car Show. Exotic Car Show. They have everything, the Ferrari Club, the J- Jaguar Club, the Porsche Club. There's all kinds of events. Crown is actually down there giving stuff away. And they've ordered two giant water trucks. It's going to be a hot you. one tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be hotter than the snake's ass in the Texas freeway, I tell you that way. Uh, <laughs> join our contest. We're giving away f- actually $800 worth of gasoline. Uh, it's davescornergarage.com. Uh, we've got a lot of entries. we got one guy that entered 20. 27 times. He wants to win. He wants to win. But i got to tell you, the computer throws it out. They only accept one. Ah. So only enter once. Uh, the second entry will end up in the garbage. Uh, and that's about it. So when we come back, Carrie Schmidt from our favorite uh, policing organization, the OPP, uh, will be with us. We'll be right back. All righty. We're back. And uh, Carrie Schmidt is on the line. Well, I hear something. Yeah, I am. <laughs> hey, it's Carrie Schmidt. How are you, bud? Hey, very well. What a great day. And, it is. You and, know, it really is nice outside. Uh, Carrie. weren't getting stopped by the police anyways. Well, you know what? Give me your driver's license, your insurance. I did see one actually today coming anyway? up the parkway. I, I, I was very <laughs> surprised because we don't see them on the roads much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh boy, oh boy. We're there. 
You may not see us. I don't know what to say. But oh, my wife wants. Do you know that happened to me once? Where you know they always used to park on on Mount Pleasant, just north of the bridge, and they were kind of hiding. And um, and I and the guy jumped out, and he had a big orange vest on, and he pulls me over, and he and he wants to give me a ticket. My wife goes. It's not fair. He was hiding. I said, well, you can tell a policeman, you know, when, when he comes to the window. And uh, so she said, you shouldn't be hiding like that. And the guy's wearing his big orange dresses. Me? Hiding? Look yeah. at me. You know. <laughs> well, big orange. And you say he's there all the time. So you would think that you would uh, either adjust your driving or know that he's going to be there. Really? Actually, Alan wanted to buy a sign that says cop ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so what, uh, what's, what are you guys looking for yeah. this weekend? Oh, boy, oh, boy. We're looking just for those people that are putting everybody else at risk. You know, it is serious business, so although uh, we can have some fun talking about it, we, uh, we're we always looking for those high-risk drivers. Do you know what? We've seen a 60% increase wow. in people dying because they weren't wearing their seatbelts. Can you believe people are still not buckling up and they're dying because of it? Uh, that, that's unbelievable. I mean, I, I remember, you know, because when, when we would take the kids in the car, because and the kids learned it from scratch. I mean, we had to learn it because we're older, you know. Yeah. Um, and the kids would go, dad, 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 we, we can't move. The belt's not on. I mean, they would freak, eh? Yeah. So, so, but most of those younger drivers now, I mean, they've been doing them ever since they were kids. So, so who's yeah. not wearing the belts? Well, you know what? That's a good question. And uh, it's not always just the drivers. It could be the, the pastors or the, <clears throat> or the rear row pastors who don't get those alarms set up, mm-hmm. set up uh, in their vehicles. But uh, maybe an idea to manufacturers, we all got these uh, car start buttons and key fobs and so on, but maybe the, the, the start should only engage when the seatbelt uh, clicked in. So it would just... Uh, um, you know, they tried that originally back in the 70s. Yeah, seatbelt interlock. But a lot of folks, would, the women would put their purse on the passenger seat or a bag of groceries, and the car wouldn't start. Oh. <laughs> and they'd have to tow it in, and we just lift the bag of groceries and wing the thing was okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that always, well, doesn't always work. But yeah, we, well, what, I don't know what the solution is, but uh, we're certainly going to be out there making sure people are buckled up. They're driving according to, to the limit. The, uh, the weather is absolutely gorgeous. We've had so many people out uh, enjoying their, their summer cars. Motorcycles are going to be out there everywhere. And, and unfortunately, in some cases, uh, some drivers or motorcyclists uh, want to uh, push the limits and uh, take some liberties on the highways. And uh, we had a crash yesterday. Oh. A 49-year-old woman uh, seriously injured. Uh, she was riding a motorcycle and slammed into the back of a truck. And wow. yeah, it's just, uh, you know, being present, being aware, being alert, and, and driving according to your abilities and driving to the conditions are so important every single time you get into a vehicle. You know what they call those bikers is organ donors. Well, yeah, I've heard that term as well. Fortunately, this the, this woman is not that at this point. She uh, does have serious injuries. But, uh, yeah, far too many of those people uh, are are losing uh, a life because they're vulnerable. They don't have the roll cages, the seat belts, the safety cages, the airbags, and all those other safety systems that uh, keep you protected and keep you alive in the case of a wreck. And they're doing 50 to 60 kilometers faster than the traffic. They're in well, and out and back and forth and gone. Yeah, well, you know, I was with another officer yesterday, or two days ago, and we saw a motorcyclist, and uh, he was splitting uh, traffic uh, down mm-hmm. the lanes and in between cars and blowing red lights. It's just uh, that kind of behavior is what uh, gives a lot of riders bad names. Now, Kerry, in some jurisdictions, though, splitting lanes is permitted, correct? That's right, yeah. No, I understand that, and I, and I see uh, what the, what they do, and I've been to countries where that does happen, and all the the little uh, bicycles and mopeds and motorcycles uh, 
get to the front of the line and you know, pushes traffic through. But it is dangerous when you're doing it, that at highway speed. And if a car was to make a lane change yep. sure. and, and not see you coming through, like I can understand that when traffic is stopped and you, and you slowly uh, crawl right, up. Right, crawl the, up the middle when everybody stopped. But you're yeah. saying, but when people are going 60, you know, or 100 kilometers an hour, you don't want to be going in between well, cars at that point. If you're on the 407, they're doing 130, 125, and that's traffic. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, when when you're, the guy passes you, like, whoa. I find more on the 407, though, that people observe the, you know, left lane for passing more what? than anywhere else. I mean, certainly coming down the parkway, nobody cares. I, you know, yeah. I could see him crawling down the left lane and they couldn't care. And of course, this incites other people to want to pass on the wrong side. And, exactly. and, and that's yeah, why that's... you have all this well, movement. And... That was my solution. The solution was to put tolls on the 401 and tolls on the uh, Don Valley Parkway. Not big tolls, 50 cents a buck. And uh, the reality is when, you, when you're when you paying for use of the highway, there's a little more respect for it. And the 407, for instance, is a big dollar highway. You only get an upper class of people that respect the law. That'll go far, right? Well, I don't know. I, I, I do see lane discipline issues on the 407. I do see people moving over on other highways as well. But it's not as consistent as what you might see in other jurisdictions yeah. or other countries. Country. Yeah. And, and it's just people, you know, the left lane is for passing. If you're not actually passing somebody, move over. People think they're going to get stuck in the middle lane uh, behind another car and, and they can't uh, go ahead. And, and if they think they're going to save all kinds of time, oh, one second, two seconds, uh, the car that passed you is going to be one car length ahead of you at the next uh, set of lights. Exactly right. Now, is there any idea about keeping trucks, like trucks should be on the roads after 7 and before 5? I mean, I heard discussions about that where, where because there's so many heavy trucks on the road that it actually slows the traffic right up. So, yeah, well, you know, I've heard that in, in certain municipalities and, and cities and so on. You know, on the highways, the 401 and the major corridors, you know, that those highways are there for commerce and business and for trade and transportation, and I've never heard any discussions uh, on that. But, uh, again, sharing the road with big trucks along with every other road user and vehicle um, is is a full-time job. And people become complacent, and they don't think, you know, even with some of these vehicles that now have uh, auto-driving capabilities and hands-off and lane control and yep. lane protection, that... Um, you know, that you can now become even more disengaged from driving. But uh, your job is to keep yourself and uh, everyone around you safe. And if you're not paying attention, especially around big vehicles, we, uh, we're we going to have a big problem. We just did a campaign talking about uh, transport trucks, and we've seen a 25% increase in fatalities involving transport trucks so far this year. Wow. And, you know, if a big truck crashes, it's going to leave a big mess, a lot of destruction, and it and certainly has the potential to take uh, lives and multiple lives uh, just because of their size. All right, Carrie, so, i got to thank you. Keep up the great work on the highways. Awesome. You two guys enjoy okay. your weekend. Thank you. And remember, Carrie's available at any 400 series highway. Wave to him as you go by. And uh, we'll be right back at Staves Corner Garage. If you want to call us with your questions, we're wide open. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and if you've missed the show and you want to catch up, davescornergarage.com is where you can find it. You can also win contest details there. Dave, how much can you win in gasoline? 500 bucks for one coupon, $100, $100, $100. And you just go to the Dave's Corner Garage website, you punch in your name, and you're in the contest. Right. Get your friends to enter, and maybe you want to split the money with them. Super. You never know. <laughs> uh, you know what? Just recently, a driver, you know the Apple watches that you wear on your uh, wrist, mm-hmm. and you can control your phone with yep. it? 
So this gal was sitting in traffic looking at her Apple Watch, and she got pulled over, and she was charged with distracted driving. Can't look at your watch? Can't look at your watch. Apparently that was a distraction, to, according to the cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did go to court. She argued it and lost. So the bottom line is here, if you've got all this new technology and you have to be wearing it on your wrist. My wife wears those things where it tells you... Fitbit? Um, uh, yeah, Fitbit. That's yep. it, yeah. She wears that. I wonder if that's distractive. Well, you're not really exercising when you're in your car. Yeah, I know that. But <laughs> <laughs> how far is this going to go? You know, the reality is uh, cell phones are a fact of life. Uh, I have it on the dashboard of my car, and I actually, I'm talking when I'm driving on the highway. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's all automatic from the phone. Well, it is, and, but, but they've even proven that, you know, even hands-free driving still, your mind's not on driving. Your mind is talking on the phone. Interesting. All righty. I got an email the other day from a gal who bought a car from a reputable used car dealer, had a safety check, emission test, blah, blah, blah. But it turns out that the safety check was less than honest. She had a couple of problems. Uh, the brake pads were actually below, below level. Right. And there was a slight leak in one of the fuel lines. What did she do? Well, the first thing she should do is go back to the, the person that sold her the vehicle because, according to OMVIC, you know, there are standards that they have to be maintained. And, uh, you know, they want to keep, if it's a legitimate guy, they're going to want to keep the person happy. The unfortunate part, what I have seen, though, is where the, the used car guy will turn around and say, well, I didn't write the safety because sometimes they're done off-premises. Yes, okay. Because a used car lot's not necessarily a garage, right? And so that it gets done by the people who did the safety, uh, by someone else. Um, and they'll be sent back to them. And then usually, <laughs> and that's where your trouble begins because you go back and they say, well, I didn't sell you the car. <laughs> and uh... there, is, there, there is really no onus upon the garage to actually make the repair. Um, the law doesn't say that. The law says that if you pass the car that should not have been passed, well, then you can get prosecuted, but that doesn't get the car fixed. Um, you know, if by chance, for example, that a, a garage did it, they're straight up people and just made an honest mistake, then I'm sure they would try to help you out in some way. Just, you know, you don't want to so make waves. It, don't you have to write down all the specifications when you're doing a safety? We do. So the brake pad thickness and all that stuff? Exactly, and you have to write down how thick each the brake, the brake material is on each brake pad or yeah. each brake shoe. You have to measure the rotors to make sure that they're not below minimum thickness. You have to write down how many 30 seconds or millimeters of rubber there are on each tire. So, you know, you mark the tires so you like they don't switch them out on you later? No, we, we don't, although we've, we've been told that I've heard that unscrupulous used car guys, for example, yes, will put a will have a car checked with good tires, and then when they get back to the shop, they'll change the wheels, and then yes. you know, those aren't the ones that were on the car, right? So, you were looking for your initials and for your thing, exactly. I so, had a, ca- a story, so it wasn't my case, but um, the dealership did a safety on a car. And it was in the gas tank was not leaking. Right. But when you filled the gas tank, it, it, did, it did leak. Well, that's how they've changed. You see, you know, you talked about the rules now on the safety certificate. Those have just been changed in the last year. Because before that, it was stuff was basically pass-fail, and you didn't write down how many yeah. millimeters. Well, now, one of the criterion on the thing is, where did the gas gauge read? And you have to mark down on Get the report how much gas was in the tank. And that will pretty much prove it. Um, as you say, you know, like if, if when I checked the car, the car only had a quarter of a tank and I marked it on my bill and you come back to me, you know, uh, a couple of weeks later and say, I filled the car up and now it's leaking. Yeah. Well, when I checked the car, it wasn't, it wasn't leaking because right. it was below the leaking part. Bob and Mississauga has got a story for us. It's not your Bob, is it? No. Different Bob. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Mississauga, what's up? Thanks for taking my call. I just have a question for you about a story. A friend of mine bought uh, a Nissan Versa, a used one, mm-hmm. and within weeks, 
he really noticed that there was a problem with the transmission. Right. So he uh, took it back to the used car dealer, and they wouldn't do anything about it. They just said, take it to Nissan, take it to the nearest dealership. So he did, and they actually took responsibility for it, and they actually gave him a new transmission. Wow. How old was that vehicle? I guess it must have been within some sort of a warranty. I, that I don't know for sure. But uh, And then when he phoned the used car dealership and he told them, and they said, hey, would you like to sell that car back to us? Ah, I love that. <laughs> That's great. You know, it's nice to hear those happy ending stories. So um, now he's got a great little car. But I just wanted to know, can you give advice on, on new cars? Like, I, I, the Dodge Journey seems like such value for the money, but yes. I hear such negative things about mm. Dodges and Jeeps. Uh, is there anything I should be, be aware of? I have a Jeep. I drove it for 10 years, and I... It cost me ten grand to drive it for ten years. Wow! It, so if you're going to spend money, the Jeep has a cult following, and I had zero problems with that truck. Honest to God, and I'm not easy on it. We were towing with it. We were working. Yeah, but which model it. were you talking? Because you uh, know, Wrangler Safari Wrangler. Okay, so it wasn't a Grand Cherokee. No, no, no. It was a Safari Wrangler. As a matter of fact, the Grand Cherokee just recently, as well as the Ford. Um, the Escape uh, had horrible crash ratings in, in the latest mm. um, crash rating report. So that, you know you got to do your homework. You got to look at look at online, uh, look at consumer report. Car Canada. Car Cost Canada. You know one of our sponsors is Car Cost Canada. Uh, if you contact them, they'll send you the ratings so that you you can get an idea of what you want to buy. Okay, great. All right, and they they don't charge you at all. I mean, the first one's free. Okay, thank you. Right. All so right, thanks for calling, Bob. Bye. Yeah, take care. Most importantly, though, you know, we're talking about safeties and things going awry. Yeah. You have the opportunity to get the car checked yourself, you know. Before um, you purchase it. You don't have to believe anything someone tells you. Take that car to your guy and have him go over it from top to bottom. Do a pre-flight inspection, and that way you'll know you got a good one. You're good to go. Hey, by the way, I got a notice from... Uh, Xfinity, who are the uh, internet suppliers for our place in Florida, and it says, hurricane season is here. So we're going to hear a lot about that in the future. If you're going down to Florida, it would not be a good idea to go in the next month or so. Hold on to your hat. <laughs> we'll be right back. We always lose trees, by the way. So. <laughs> All righty. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. I'm with Alan Gelman today. That would be me. All the callers on the phone, and joining us shortly will be uh, Trevor Hutchison and uh, Phil Down. You know, uh, the kids are always texting. Mm -hmm. You know, OMG, LOG. <laughs> LOL. So, whatever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the seniors have decided, us seniors, that we're going to have our own LOGs and LOLs. Okay. So here's a couple that I really enjoyed. Yep. Uh, LOL. Which means? Living on Lipitor. Of course. Uh, ATD. At the doctor's doctor? office. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> BFF. Best friend. Funeral. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> BTW. <laughs> bring your own wheelchair. <laughs> BYOT. Bring your own teeth. <laughs> and DWI, which is driving while incontinent. Oh. <laughs> I can't go there. <laughs> you know, he was asking about the love-hate relationship between cars. With cars are better or the worst better. Right, worst right, cars right. and best cars. Well, recently, J.D. Power did a survey, actually it was last week, and they were talking about the reliability and dependability of vehicles uh -huh. uh, when purchased new, and they're explaining that most of the issues having with, that has to do with 
electronics, entertainment systems, navigation systems, they're the ones that give actual problems. So in actual fact, mechanically, the cars are pretty good these days. Excellent. I right. mean, these things run for years without problems. Right. And lack of service, too, unfortunately. <laughs> but the reality, the communications inside the vehicles, the GPSs and that kind of stuff gives problems. So the five best vehicles to purchase are mm-hmm. Lexus, okay. Porsche, Buick, which is made in China, right. uh, Infiniti, and Kia. Well, that's funny. We have an we have an Infinity, and we had a heck of a time, you know, merging the phone contacts yes. with the car. And yeah. then, do you use uh, voice recognition at all in the car? Yes. And does it work for you? No. 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 We gave up. <laughs> Maybe it's better these it's a, days. Did you say it never got the phone number right? It never got the person's name. I right? didn't say that. <laughs> uh, once I swore, and then she said, "That's not very nice." <laughs> <laughs> that was Siri, of course. Uh, the worst cars on the road for these kind of issues are Cadillac, and that's what I got. Really? There. Yep. Jeep. Mm-hmm. Fiat. Land Rover and Chrysler. I often joke with my wife and said, you have to, you know, depending on the kind of car you're driving, you have to use that accent. Oh. <laughs> so if you're driving a German car, I'm I want to car. call Bob. Okay, you have to say it properly. I'm in this car long distance. Five years sound like six. Uh, Mike's on the phone. He wants to talk about trucks. Trucks. Mike. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Great. And it, they... I like your evaluation of Dodge trucks. The Ram. Okay. Uh, I've heard For nothing. Reliability. I've well, got to be honest with you. I've never heard anything bad about them. They're simple. They're good. They're strong. Uh, I think they were the last ones or the first ones with diesel. Um, Are you looking at a special model yourself? Uh, just looking at them roughly right now, just getting an idea. Yeah. If it was anything I would say is the wrong about it, uh, those trucks is they don't hold the value as well as the Fords and GMs. Depreciation is yeah, much higher. It's a little bit higher, yeah. The depreciation. Yeah. yeah. Are you buying it or leasing it? Buying. And how long you plan to keep it? Oh, six, seven years, maybe yeah. more. Depends then I wouldn't on. worry. Then it, it doesn't affect you at all. What's that? It, it does not affect you at all, depreciation. Okay. All right, because yeah. it usually involves when you're doing a lease... The depreciation factor means how much the payments are going to be. So if it's a low depreciation, the payments are usually higher. But as far as mechanics are concerned, it's bulletproof. Okay. Thanks for your information. Okay. You're very welcome. You're very great. Have a good you day. Know, you know that uh, we're going to probably see the death knell of diesel. You think so, eh? Yeah. Uh, in Europe right now, which is centered in diesel, right. not like here in Canada, we're centered in gasoline. Uh-huh. There, almost every other car is diesel. Uh, it doesn't seem they can comply with the emission standards that... that no, exactly. I mean, and they're still charging Volkswagen over the stuff. And they, now, now Mercedes, they now got Mercedes caught cheating in BMW. Yeah. Yes, all of them. Right. And the reason being is because the simple supplier, which is Bosch... Is supplying all these guys. Well, but they're they're at, you know it's the manufacturers is telling them what they need and That's what true they true, want. Yeah. That's true. You know, um, yes, there's some complicity there because Bosch made those parts, but yeah. it was the way the manufacturer wanted it. So if you're trying to buy a diesel car, uh, they actually hold their value extremely well. I mean, I see diesel Volkswagens with like three hundred thousand Ks. Sorry, bud, we're going electric. We're going battery. That's the way yeah. we're going. So maybe you should be investing in uh, Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. They certainly need the money. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, you hear that music? means we've got to go. We're going to check with Trevor right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. <laughs> all right, we're back. You know, Tom Agastek, he's putting in our air conditioning system. No way. Yeah, he's a good guy. I use him all the time. All right, we're back, and uh, Trevor's on the phone with his hands that are wet. 
and his heart that is cold. Trevor, I understand you're the head hoser. <laughs> Trevor Hutchinson, how are you? Oh, we lost. We them. seem to have lost them. You know, uh, it could have that been. That was a good line. Maybe his. <laughs> maybe his, I, I am here. I'm oh, here. he <laughs> is here. Trevor, the head hoser. How are you, man? I'm doing good, Alan. You would you would think that it's the ice bucket challenge up here. I am much wetter than most of the cars are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are doing your wash for a wish in aid of the Children's Wish Foundation. Where are you? Which store are you at, Trev? Are we losing him? We are. He's up at the head office. I know that. I guess they have bad reception there. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe we should. Uh, he should call back. That would be a good idea. But what they are is they've every every uh, Crown store right yep. in the province. Wash for a wish is doing wash for a wish. And I think, how many have they done? They've done a million of them, eh? Uh, this is the eighth year for Wash for Wish, and what they do is uh, you go in there and you wash your car. Uh, now, there's no the fee per se, but they ask you to do make a donation of sorts? Yep, to, do- to donate. Um, we on? Something towards... Yeah, uh, Trevor? Oh, there, gentlemen. Sorry about that. No, no, no. Did problem. your phone get wet, or did you drop it in the bucket? Um, yeah, probably two, two of the same, I think, Alan. All right, so what store are you at now? So I am actually currently at our head office location. So we are washing as many cars in beautiful Schaumburg, Ontario, as we can. Right. Uh, but I'm going to be heading out to some of our locations in Etobicoke in the city uh, later on this morning. You so- do John Deere's and Massey Ferguson's too? Um, you know, we haven't we haven't done that, but we did do a snowplow. Okay. <laughs> and the uh, works guys brought it over to us. I love it. So uh, it's, it's no charge, but we're asking for a donation for Wash for a Wish. That's right. So we're, we're doing it on behalf of the Children's Wish Foundation. And uh, so people have been very, very generous, which has been just fantastic. I love it. And so the, the money that you collect in Schaumburg will stay in Schaumburg. Yeah, all, all the money that's collected, whether it's in Niagara Falls or Ottawa or any points in between, stays locally, which is which is really one of the things that we love about this uh, this charity. And a hundred percent of the proceeds uh, will actually make it to families that that really could use this this help. Now, Trevor, some of the stores are doing two hundred, two hundred fifty cars. How do you do that? Well, I'll tell you. So we are at about 20 to 11 right now, and our leading shop is up in Sturgeon Falls, Ontario, and they are over 120 vehicles right now. Yeah, so like there must be 10 people. There's only 60 people that live in Sturgeon Falls. How yeah, do they get so many from... cars? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know what's really incredible is the the one of our shops is out in Gloverstown, Newfoundland, mm-hmm. and they have a population of about 2,100 people, and they are almost at 75 vehicles already. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're probably they're doing, doing, really well. doing boats and snowmobiles. And- I'm going to bring her through twice, you know. <laughs> we, we, we will wash it probably just as good as we did the first time. Well, they just got rid of a big snowstorm the other day, wasn't it? So, I mean, God. Yeah. They, they have, some, they have some, some challenges with the weather for sure, but their, their hearts are all in the right place. You know, the reality is this is the eighth year you're doing this. Uh, it's a great, great charity because of what it does. And uh, what's an average donation? Twenty dollars. Uh, you know, we we recommend ten, but but you're absolutely right, David. Is is people are are very very generous, and uh, we're we're probably a little closer to twenty five dollars up where we are right now on the average donation. Wow, good stuff. And tomorrow you're going to be down by the exotic car show at Yorkville. We are going to be in Yorkville. We're really excited to uh, be able to get involved. Thanks, thanks to you in, in helping uh, 
mm. uh, pair us up with a, a really great organization to raise money for uh, prostate cancer. That's right. Uh, well, you can take your Ferrari and drive it down there, Trev. <laughs> well, I, if, if I could find one, I would bring it, but oh, I think oh, I'll oh, bring oh. the Nissan. Call Dave. Yeah, Dave's well, got one. Mine's sitting on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can drive, listen, you can park in my house and take the streetcar down. That's perfect. We're going to need to. It's going to be packed. Yes, they say that. Uh, they're saying that uh, they're going to have a major uh, problem with the heat, so they're having two water tankers down there to, to make everybody sure it was wet. All right, so if you want a car wash today and you need to find your yeah. local Crown dealer, how do you do that, Trev? Uh, go on our website at crown.com, and you'll see all the, the dealers that are participating in it. And uh, we greatly appreciate, uh, Alan, your and David's support, uh, as well as all your listeners. This is a, a really special event for us here at Crown. Yes, it is. And uh, and the reality is, some of these cars need to be washed. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yes, they do. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, Trevor is with uh, Crown. If you want to give more information, do you have um, actually um, on the board, don't you have a bulletin board with all the numbers going up? We do. We do. It's changing. We've passed 1,000 vehicles now. So uh, thanks very much for the support. I love it. Okay, crown.ca for more information. Trevor, thank you. Get back at work. Uh, we will. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs> All Thanks. right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. After the break, we're going to be talking to Phil Down. We're going to be going down to uh, Bloor Street to yes. find out what's going on down there. we got there. the weekend covered for you. And uh, our phone lines are open. If you've got a couple of questions, by all means, give us a shout right now. This is Dave's Corner Garage. All righty. We're back, and we're going to head down to beautiful downtown Toronto called the Mink Mile. Exactly. Yeah, Mink Mile. I like that, eh? Uh, Phil Downs with us with the Yorkville Exotic Car Show. Phil, good morning. Good morning, Dave and Alan. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. You're on Bloor Street right now as we speak? Uh, Actually, no, but I will be there later on this afternoon just doing a few last-minute checks. Make sure you put those knee pads on. I know rolling out that red carpet's tough work. (laughs) <laughs> Luckily, uh, the Bloor Yorkville BIA takes care of all that end of it for us. And as a venue sponsor, they handle all that. They're fabulous at it. Uh, Phil, when do you start setting up the show? Uh, the road closure starts at 6 a.m. from Bay Street all the way to Avenue Road. And we start putting up the barricades, laying out the red carpet, and getting up the signage and, and setting up the car corrals and things like that. And the cars roll in at uh, 10 after 10, and we're all staged and fully ready to go by about 11.45. Show opens at noon, mm-hmm. goes to 5 p.m., free admission. So it's it's between Avenue Road and Bay. So how, how far is that? That's almost a mile? It's about 900 meters, because that's how much carpet we have to put down. <laughs> that's a tremendous amount of work to do in, in a couple of hours. I mean, unbelievable. It's, okay, it, it's amazing. It's clockwork. I would love to have a time-lapse photography of yeah. the setup. It's, yeah. ama- it's amazing. How many cars will you like- actually have on display? Do you know? Pardon me? How many cars do you figure you'll have on display? Oh, we know exactly how many cars will be there. There'll be 110 cars this year. Okay, so, so they're Ferraris, got- Porsches. What other kinds of Bugatti. cars? Bugatti. He's got a Bugatti coming down. Oh, cool. We've got a, we've got a Bugatti Varian coming. We've got a Pantera coming. We've got the usual... Uh, Ferrari, Ferrari Corral, Porsche Corral, British Car Corral this year. That's something new. Not Jed Clampett's car, though, eh? Uh, no, that Jed, <laughs> Jed Clampett's car. That was my 1930 Chrysler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still got it. I still have that car, absolutely. Uh, you know, and the usual, the McLarens, the exotics, the supercar Corral. 
More yeah. Lamborghinis than you can shake a stick at. It's gonna be it's gonna be lots of nice. And we have music down there. We have four different groups playing in wow. different areas of the venue. Yes, yeah. and all the restaurants are open. All the restaurants are open. All the retailers are open. And by the way, what a great segue into this. Trevor Hutchinson was just on from Crown, mm-hmm. and they are our newest sponsor. And this is all thanks to you two. Well, Last pleasure. week, one of your guests, Freeman Young, who's the Crown CEO, contacted us after the show and said, really, you guys are all volunteers? And I said, yes. And he goes, and all the money raised goes to prostate cancer research and awareness? I said, that's right. And he goes, great. How can we help? And that's thanks to you. A super company they are, too. I told you, our philosophy is we don't deal with people we don't like. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's the bottom line. And so just thank you so much. You guys, the two of you, have always been the first through the door. Appreciate that. We're coming down. On the air. And every year, you've always been the first through the door to help out. All right, Phil, just to remind people, it's, it's no admission cost. It's free to see. But, they, but please, bring some cash with you, some spare change, nothing fancy, and throw it in the bucket. Donate towards prostate cancer. And we one have. other thing, don't bring your car. Go by the subway or, mm-hmm. or walk. Take Bay uh, Street, yeah. take Bloor Young, take Museum. And, yes, please bring a toonie or a loony, drop it off at the prostate cancer tent, or buy a 50-50 draw ticket. Mm-hmm. So I, if everybody just helped out a little bit more, we could do so much more. Phil, how many people actually show up for this? The last three years, Dave, we've been about 95,000 to 100,000 people. It's amazing. Wow. And it's so a huge crowds for a five-hour show. That's what I was going to say. It's a five-hour show. So, and it's a lot of young people, and it's a lot of older people. It's just a great place to meet, talk cars. Everybody who has a car, they will usually talk to you about his vehicle, tell you some of the history of it. It's a, just a great place to hang out. That's right. Just don't wear a big belt buckle. They don't appreciate that. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. Exactly. If you're wearing belt buckles, you wear them on the right hip, like every good car mechanic would. <laughs> All right, Phil, lots of luck with your show. That was supposed to wear it. I didn't know that. <laughs> or naked. You ever see those signs? You can come up close as long as you got no clothes on. <laughs> Gentlemen, thanks again. Thanks, Phil. And everybody listening to this, make sure you make your way down to Blur Street, take the subway or University Subway. And For the 8th right annual Yorkville Exotic Car Show. Okay, we'll be right back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and we've got a couple of calls to take care of. We'll be right back. All right, the bouncies. You ever All hear right. of that, Dave? I don't want to go there. <laughs> uh, the car doing the bouncies. <laughs> Shock absorbers, generally speaking. Uh, we have a call from uh, Wayne in St. Catharines, and he has a Toyota Matrix, and he has an issue with his timing chain. What can we do for you, Wayne? Yeah, actually, I don't have an issue as much as I uh, like some information from you guys. Sure. I, I have 144,000 clicks on, on this to 2010. Uh-huh. And my question is, I understand it has a timing chain as opposed to a timing belt. Right. Now, I understand that with a timing belt, you should start thinking about changing it out when you mm-hmm. go over 100,000 clicks. Correct. Does the same apply with a timing chain? No. And that's why they, they've gone back to timing chains in a lot of cases now. Uh, the nice thing is with a timing chain, for the most part, they last forever. The only thing you have to do, of course, is to maintain. You see, a timing chain is inside the motor, whereas a timing belt is outside of the engine. Okay. Um, the timing belt is a timing chain is dependent on oil to keep it lubricated, and right. so that way you want to make sure your oil is full. You want to make sure you change it regularly, and that way the chain, in theory, should last forever. Yeah, what? they they had stiffeners. They had um, brushes that kept the chain tight, and what happened was when the oil gets dirty, the, all those little bits grind away. 
at the surfaces of the tensioners, and the chain starts to rattle. So you uh-huh. hear it rattle it before you need to change it. So generally okay. speaking, on a car like yours, you probably never have to do it. Yeah. Well, that sounds great, because uh, one time when I was going on a long trip my, uh, with another car, the timing belt went on it, and yep. I was kind of stranded for a couple of days. Yeah. And you, I'm got, I'm, I got another little trip coming up, and I just went, didn't want that to happen with this. Usually exactly. when you're pulling away. Is that when they go? Yeah. Really? Yeah, when it oh, torque it. Right? Yeah, when you torque it, 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 what happens, it doesn't break, the teeth come off. Well, you know, it's a great point you made. You know, if, if you're heading out on a trip at all, go ahead and take that car in and have what we normally call a trip check. You want to make sure that your brakes are good, your tires are good, your suspension is good, all your fluids are topped up. Because, you know, going on that long trip, first of all, you know, when you're far away from home, it's not a great place. Dave used to say, right it's, nice, it's nice to meet new people, but not at the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Right on, right on. Well, I appreciate the tip, guys. You're Thanks very welcome. Much. Take care and have a good time. Thank you very much. You too. Bye-bye. See, there's an example of a great model car. Toyota Matrix lasted yeah. forever. Really? And Pontiac had the same thing called a Vibe or something. Pontiac Vibe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, those are examples of a, of a really great car. By the way, if you notice around the city, remember we used to have those blue and white little smart cars that were all over the place? It was called Car to Go. Okay. All right, right across from the studio, we used to have it was a parking lot, and there used to be like half a dozen of those things. And they've gone. They're gone. Where'd and they so go? I, I went and looked it up. There was an article in um, Motormouth who writes for the Post. And he says the city char- wants to charge them 1500 bucks a car for parking. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they left town. $1,500 per car? Per car. And they have a, you know, a lot of these things on the road. Right. It's a substantial amount of money. So here they are trying to get us to car share and make, make less pollution and right. all the other things involved with that. And they go ahead and charge fifteen hundred bucks a car for parking. So these guys left town. Really, and yeah. and now there's also another one called Car to Go. Are they still around, or are they? They're no, all... that's them. The other one is uh, Zipcar, and then there's another one from Enterprise, and I guess they're paying the parking. There's the city says that you know what the, the people leave these cars everywhere, right? And you're paying for roadside parking if you're living in town, mm-hmm. right? So you pay, you buy a monthly pass, right? And these guys are getting a pass on the pass. <laughs> so, <laughs> little humor there, very little. But uh, so there you go. That's kind of stupid from what from the city's point of view. If you want to push car sharing, you want to push all those other things. Uh, why make it more difficult? Exactly. You know, talk about taking a road trip. You know, one of our sponsors is Salem, and your yep. tires really are the most important part of your car when it comes to yep. traction. And and you know, but it's amazing that they've just done a survey of 108 Canadians, and believe it or not. About 75% of those people, I mean, as much as they knew that it was important to check your tires and that it made a big difference in fuel economy and performance, you know, only 30% of them actually did it on occasion. You're kidding. No. And uh, and then, of course, and out of those 30%, um, only about uh, 65%, I shouldn't say that, sorry, 65% were unaware that the tire pressure should be measured when the tires are cold. They didn't even know that. And then about 30% of the people thought that uh, the number, like the pressure actually reading, should be taken off the side of the tire, which is, again, wrong. Uh, where do find people normally find the right pressure for their car? In the door jam. Okay, and or in the gas door. Or is all RTFM. Read the manual. Read the F and manual. F and manual. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reality is, you know what? Cars are so reliable, they, they think of it as a fridge. Well, you know, 20% of people thought checking tire pressure was just looking at the tire and maybe uh, giving it a kick. And if it don't look flat, it must be good. So we're going to open up Dave's Corner Garage 
University of Motorology. Motorology, okay. <laughs> and we'll teach people audio files to how to service your car and how to check it. But that's something, you know, uh, any dealership where you bought it would be happy to walk you around the car. Exactly. And show you how everything works. And a lot of them actually have clinics where you can come back yes. and they'll show you some basic things. You know, uh, for example, it, it, it sounds pretty basic, but uh, you should learn how to change the tire of your car um, because, you know... You talk about things happening at the wrong time, like we had that caller who was stuck in somewhere for two days because timing belt broke. Yeah. To try to figure out how to put on a spare tire for the first time at midnight is not a good thing. Exactly right. So, you know what? Read your owner's manual. I actually tell you to keep it in the washroom because you're actually going to read it. <laughs> RTFM. Uh, thank you for joining us, Al. Uh, you're very welcome. Big thanks to Sebastian and uh, Trevor and Phil Down. I hope you guys go this afternoon to wash your car and tomorrow to go to the York exotic, exotic car, car show. show. Yes. Alrighty, we got to go. And remember, keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. And as the rest of that is, we'll see you on the flip flop. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a super weekend. And for you fathers out there... Happy Father's Day. Yeah, Father's Day, where you get to pay the family to go to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you hate when that happens? (laughs) This has been Dave's Corner Garage. (laughs) See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Who cares about the clouds and we're together? This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.